Hello, fellow podcasters. Welcome to the Safasa Podcast, where we discuss various topics around neurodiversity and autism spectrum disorder with self-advocates, program directors, and occupational therapists, families, and clinicians. I hope you enjoy what we have in store for you today. Nicholas, a participant or volunteer from the Employment Works Program at the Center for Autism Services, Alberta, and Kelly and Jordan, two lovely staff members with that same program. Hey, thank you all three of you for joining us. So I didn't want to do all the talking, and I was hoping uh, you all could introduce yourself to our audience and uh, tell us a little bit about uh, yourself, starting with Nicholas. Hi, okay. Um, my name is Nicholas. Uh, I'm 24 years old. I uh, I, uh, I live in Edmonton and uh, my, uh, currently I am volunteering at the center um, as a peer mentor after going through the program and uh, I enjoy it very much and I'm happy, I'm happy to be talking to you today because it's, <laughs> it's, it's exciting. It's, it's, it's fun. This is, I like, I like what you're doing. I like. We talked, we talked a little bit off air and um, what you're doing is really exciting and I think it's of great value and I'm happy to be a part of it. Hey, yes, thank you so much for being able to participate in our project. It really means a lot for us, um, especially since uh, this is a new project and we are very encouraged to see people coming on to air to talk about their experiences and about the field itself. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so for this episode, we wanted to spend some time uh, talking about the impact of specific programming for the transitions into independence and self-sufficiency, where it just means um, how the, em the Employment Works program at the center has helped people transition into adulthood. And so before we begin, um, Kelly or Jordan, would you like to uh, share a little bit about this program and what you guys do? Yeah, sure. So... Um, the Employment Works program, it's really a pre-employment program, right? We're not putting people into a job. We're not looking for jobs for people necessarily. We're really there to teach the skills that you need so that you can keep a job once you have it. Um, particularly, our focus is a lot on like social skills, right? That's really hard at the work site. That, that's a struggle for everybody. So some things that we talk about, we talk about handling disagreements, um, maybe the value of self-disclosure for different individuals. We talk about the importance of self-care while we work, but at the same time, we also discuss more like tangible work things. So transferable skills, how do you match your skills to like a job you might like? What's the difference between like a job you might like and a job you can actually do? Um, resumes, interviews, you know, kind of the regular shtick, I guess, when it comes to pre-employment programming. Um, but yeah, a, a focus of our program is certainly more of those social skills and those soft skills that you need so that you can be a successful employee. Mm, wow, that sounds like a lot that you guys do there, and it's quite diverse. <laughs> <laughs> we do a bit, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's great. Um, Nicholas, uh, can you give a few examples or one or two on how, what you guys do in the program and what you specifically have done? Sure. In my time in the program, mm -hmm. um, um, well, we do in class, 
We come twice a week. Um, we do in-class programming on Wednesdays. And that, that's that's where we that's where we get a lot of um, there's a lot like there's a lot of very like relevant, I would say, information that um, sorry. No, that's okay. Take your time. Okay, thank you. We just have somebody coming in and out of the room, so it might be throwing Nick off a little bit. Mm. So we'll just take a second. Yeah. As yeah. a person on the spectrum, um, we talk a lot about social skills, um, which I really, which I really valued. I really appreciated learning all about that because, um, like, knowing how to interact with your coworkers and stuff, that's, that's important, right? That's important to having a successful time at work. Mm, definitely. Um, yeah. And um, um, unfortunately, due to this uh, experience, what everyone's been experiencing for the last almost, I mean. Two years almost. Yeah. 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 And unfortunately due to that, um, it wasn't every it wasn't every week that we got to go to work placements on Fridays, but we did get to go to some, and that was, that was really that that was really valuable to me as well because um, I didn't have very much work experience at all up to that point. So getting that experience and being able to put that having that experience relevant to a resume and being able to put that on a resume was really, it, it, it provided a lot of value for me. Mm. Oh yeah, definitely. sounds like the program had a bit, big impact, especially for um, finding a job. Uh, you mentioned on Fridays that you go and apply your skills that you learn on Wednesday. Can you give a few examples of where those places are? Sure. Um, I don't know if I can answer this question. I can only answer where, I can tell you where we went. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You can share that. My my cohort. Um, we went to a it was a church. Mm. Um, they were, I guess, what were we there to do, Kelly? Yeah. So the the church placement that Nick got to be a part of was really interesting. A young man in Nick's cohort. His dad actually was like the manager the church or the owner we're not sure um so he set that up for us and they yeah. were essentially doing like maintenance kind of things so they were moving furniture and equipment i don't what else we paint or i don't know um we just did a lot of a lot of heavy lifting basically yeah. we, we did a lot of labor work um yeah and i and i got to put that on my resume as labor which um definitely like learning how to like just simply just simply learning how to follow safety standards and stuff like that um is is relevant and important to um potential employers so um yeah i enjoyed i enjoyed that a lot um another one was oh yeah the flyers yes we uh we went around uh town went around the neighborhood um handing out 
flyers that were relevant to the neighborhood at the time because um we were changing we were they that that part of town was in the process of changing their the uh garbage disposal um so we handed out so we handed out flyers that were giving information regarding that um and there i uh i got the chance to interact with a few neighbors uh like a few people asking for information on what i was what i was handing to them essentially what i was on their property for um yeah that was that was a courier job and um there's a lot of important stuff that we learned on that job as well like how to navigate um unrecognized areas um there was a bit of construction that we had to deal with that um how to work as a team um we worked as a team to try to get try to cover as much ground as we could in the shortest time possible um yeah that was that was fun i enjoyed that Mm, definitely. I could relate to that experience for um, actually for the same group. We recently did a bottle drive and had to distribute flyers for that. And yeah. I remember um, even though we had to distribute in one neighborhood and we split up our routes, uh, it, I got lost quite frequently and I had to consult, mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to consult my not only like a hand drawn map that we made that to distribute the routes, but as well as uh, Google Maps and Especially yeah. having a phone was super handy at that time. Oh yeah, hundred well, percent. Yes, yeah. So, did, I, yeah. did you say you drew? You drew your own map? Uh, yeah. So what happened was in the neighborhood that we were supposed to distribute the flyers to, we needed to mm-hmm. um, just draw in different colors who would do which area. And oh, I see. Yeah, and so it was a rough <laughs> sketch, but you could definitely see some yeah. landmarks. For example, like <laughs> a uh, like a small field or like a school. And even though those were there, I still got confused. So yeah, that's uh, (laughs) a kudos to you guys for um, doing the flyers thing. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of skill. (laughs) Yeah, Nick's Nick's cohort actually, first of all, I should thank Nick for explaining part of the program that I entirely lost, (laughs) which was the worksite portion. But Nick's cohort got gypped one because of COVID. So they didn't get nearly as many job samples as our group typically gets because they typically have like 12 weeks of them. Mm-hmm. But Nick's group only got about, I want to say eight. Um, oh yeah, and then there's the Cajun course as well. But um, Nick's cohort though, we've never done jobs with City of Edmonton or with a church before. So like they got very novel experiences, but yeah. Definitely didn't get the full, the full experience of twelve weeks of the job sample, which sucked a little bit for them, for sure. Mm, yeah, definitely. COVID is just a big impact to everything, every aspect of yeah. in someone's life. Uh, yeah. Were you involved in like the flyers for the new waste disposal system of Edmonton by any chance? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we. That's that's what we were doing. Well, yeah, you guys did a wonderful job. Thank you for that. The city is so big and there's so many houses to go to. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. yeah they had a, they had to hire a, help, a lot of help to cover a lot of ground. Mm, yeah, had your help, which was awesome. Okay, yeah. Um, just uh, going on that note, um, getting all the experience, um, were you able to um, get hired for a few jobs outside the program? Um. I'm sort of in the process of doing that now. 
Mm. I just I just applied for a position at Goodwill. Oh, uh, awesome. Yeah. And I like Goodwill because they're so I, I can't I don't know the word. Um, but they're so they're so understanding of like diversity and like neurodiversity and all and every like every like everything that matters, right? Mm-hmm. Um so um that position um I'm hoping I I'm hoping I get it because it's really close to where I live. Um so that would be really nice. Um and also the other reasons I described as like it would be it would be a good it would be a good starting off point. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, um I haven't I haven't I haven't gained employment since going for EW. Um, but I have since um started volunteering at the center. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I've been focusing on. Um oh sorry. Oh, that's fine. Oh geez. Sorry about that. Oh yeah, no, don't worry. Um, um so I've been doing a lot of volunteering. Um and that goes on my resume too. So mm-hmm. that 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 just makes me all the more employable, I guess. And that's what you do, what EW wants is to make um, to make you as employable as possible, right? To give you the help and support. Definitely. Um, so um, I don't hold employment currently, but I'm definitely in the process, and I'm definitely in a better place now than I would have been if I had not taken if I had not done the program. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I wish you the best in that process. I understand Goodwill is actually a great a great, um, I wouldn't call them a company, organization. They're a great organization and um, they do a lot of good work, meaningful work, especially. Um, my my family is full of um, kids. Uh, I have a lot of siblings and my parents are just donating stuff to Goodwill. And um, oh, yeah, yeah so I, personally, I personally love Goodwill too. Not, not just as potentially for work, but like I donate, I, I shop there as much as I donate. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love I, I love going there. Um, you can get some pretty neat stuff for uh, for good prices, yeah. <laughs> for good prices, and it's it's for a good cause, you know. Mm-hmm, definitely. Okay. Oh, um, just just to um, I hope I'm answering like to like personally. I haven't done. I I haven't. There's there's other there's other people who have had who like got employment immediately after um, going through employment works, mm. and um, that hasn't been the case for me, but it has been the case for a lot of people. And I would just want to say that like um, this is on this is kind of this is kind of like I've been getting I've been getting so many opportunities after employment works in my in my inbox in my email inbox i think we're good um and um yeah i just wasn't i wasn't taking enough i wasn't taking advantage and um there's been like i said there's been so many opportunities and 
it's I I I could have I could have had employment much much sooner, and I just don't want that to potentially paint like the work that the center does in like as like ineffective for getting getting people into um, into work. Um, so I just want to say that um, my decision not to go to work, go into work right away. That was my decision. Mm. So I hope I can answer your question. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think you are, I think you're doing a good job on yeah, that. Too. But like, um, we were, we were gonna, we were gonna start over, not start all the way over, but start over from the last, the last question. Yeah, oh, I, I understand. I think um, in any situation uh, or, any program it actually takes time uh especially when you develop the skills and then you move out straight into the workforce it can take as yeah. long as you like so even if you don't yeah. think taking advantage of the opportunities what i think is just maybe a, a blessing in disguise or something sure. in that sense where maybe a better and, opportunity will appear and uh, you'll take that so yeah take all the time yeah. you need i don't think yeah. you are like putting any black mark on the program at all it's what you guys do is amazing <laughs> <laughs> What? You're not. You're not. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody would have thought that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, especially since like in during these COVID times, uh, yeah. it's very difficult to get a job. Like even for me, even though I'm considered like social interaction uh, cues and the strategies and whatnot. I'm a very nervous person. Uh, I have a lot of troubles just getting a job. And the all remote jobs that I find are, um, are like, they're very competitive to get to. So sure. Um, yeah. yeah, you're not alone. It's also me too. <laughs> that's yeah, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. um, and I was also I was also doing other things as well that we can get into, like, uh, moving out on my own and stuff. So yeah, Lots you're of... definitely busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially um the pressure on me is also quite a okay. Um usually is expected for students to enter like graduate students to enter right into the workforce and I got no plan. So uh <laughs> well just I'll just roll with the punches and see um what life has store for me. But yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. but 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 as a person who like hasn't had like I'm not going to be able, like I'm only going to be able to talk about my job placements mm -hmm. yeah as, sure. well as, as well as my volunteering at as peer mentor mm -hmm. um I'm not going to be able to talk about actual actual like paid employment because mm. I don't because I because I don't have that experience yet mm, no I understand um I it's like a joke between me and my friends where in order to get a job you needed a job um entry-level jobs such as like um working as a uh, server or anything you need like oh mm -hmm. yeah um, all right yeah okay um so if we were if it's not a bad place to do it repeat our last question um what we had before the interruption um what kind of predetermined strategies or strategies that you have developed through the program that's helped you um, work with individuals and um looking for getting to a job it's like even just communicating online or uh or talking to someone in person yeah um we went over that 
in class a ton. Um, we talked about all sorts of different things to consider. Mm -hmm. um, how to like what happens? What happens in a what happens in a um, in a workplace argument? Um, how to how to deal with that? How to manage that? Um, or just a, or just a, like how to deal with all every sort of possible point of stress that could come up in a workplace. Um, and a lot of that is like um, dealing with social situations, um, dealing with your fellow coworker and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I appreciated all of that, all of that help and all of that, um, everything like maybe Kelly or Jordan can get into more specifics of like, each point that they try to hit um but i'll just say that like everything everything they cover is relevant and it comes i can i can i i like i said i feel a lot more capable and a lot more ready for employment and the and the difficulties that may come up that i may come across um and that's that makes me feel a lot better about going into the workforce i feel a lot more prepared like i said earlier mm -hmm, definitely which ones have been your favorite or your least favorite skills like which ones you struggle with um um i think talking about disclosure was really useful and was one of my i won't i don't know if my it, it, it was my favorite i don't know if that's the right term but like it was my it was one that was relevant to me and one that I think about a lot. Um, I think about disclosure a lot and um, when is the right time, where is the right time, when it, when it would help me and when it would be not so helpful, you know, in a work environment. Mm -hmm. um, so all our discussions about disclosure, um, I really appreciated. Um, and I learned... I pretty much learned something new every day. There wasn't really anything that I wasn't, or that I was already super like, um, can't think of the word, but it's, I don't want to cop out and say I liked it all, but I like, I really, I really did appreciate everything that we talked about in, in the program. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, while you were working through um, working on those topics, did you have any uh, support outside of the program, like your family or any friends that helped you um, learn new things or um, just uh, just develop new skills? Yeah, um, um, the center itself um, was actually my main source of um, support. Um, I had, I had my parents to go to, I could talk to them. Um, they definitely know my experiences. They've, they've seen me, they've, from an outside perspective, they, they, they've, they've seen it and they have an understanding to a degree and they can help me. They've, they're definitely helpful. Um, but, um, every, anytime I needed, um, help, support, um, reassurance. Um, I would actually go to Kelly and I would, I would email her and she'd get back to me and 
no matter what I would feel better after. So um, um, the center itself is definitely a huge support in it in itself. And um, I'm tremendously grateful for that. Yeah, that sounds great. What kind of support did you, or any support that you wish that you had other than the center? Or is it all that they need and they were 10 out of 10 perfect? <laughs> they were pretty darn good. Okay. Um, yeah, um, can't really say anything bad about the center. Um, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> no, truly, like, I'm very, I'm very appreciative. Um, um, yeah, like I said, I, I, I think I got all the support I needed to. Like I had, um, my social circle isn't very big, so I don't have, I might, I might appreciate, or I might, I might've appreciated having one or two other people to go to outside of the center. But since I didn't, um, it was basically, it was basically what I had and it was, it was good enough for me, you know? Yeah. That's awesome to hear. Uh, they had a lot of uh, good support, even maybe like outside contact may not have been good, but I think the center is very strong already. So, um, I mean, uh, I have, I can't really speak cause I have not been involved with, um, the organization, but I know they're good. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've tried, I've tried other employment readiness programs um, in the past, and I've never got, I've never gotten the sports like I have from the center. Mm -hmm. um, so they're definitely like there, there are, there are programs similar, um, but in my personal experience, none, nothing has been quite like what I've gotten from the center. Mm -hmm. Definitely for sure. Okay, awesome. Um, and so from your, um, how long have you been involved with this program? I'm sorry, I forgot to cover this earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was part of the, uh, was it fall? Fall 2020 uh, program. Mm -hmm. And um, I've been a peer mentor since um, June, since June of this year. Um, so I was a participant last year and I've been mentoring since June of this year. Mm. So what's your job as a mentor in this program? Well, uh, they're laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, they know I struggle with this question. Um, oh, uh, yeah. Take as long as you need to answer. Yeah, um, it's my job basically is just to as as a former member who has an understanding of like what goes on, what is taught, and that's essential. That's essentially my job, is to be, I guess, a role model or I guess um, um, someone who participates when people are are struggling to um, find something to say. Like basically, basically, I'm there. I'm there to give to give a perspective um, and I'm there to, um, sorry, I'm drawing a blank. I'm, I'm there to, I might need help with this question. Can I ask? Yes, for sure, go ahead. You mind if I ask you? 
Yeah. So Nick pretty much nailed it on the head. He's just being hard on himself. Um, really what he said is exactly what he does. So our peer mentors, we, we do try to get like previous participants in as peer mentors because mm-hmm. quite frankly, your experience isn't valuable, right? Yeah. But they provide such a lens yeah. to look through that people who aren't on the spectrum, whether it's Jordan and I teaching the class or another peer mentor who maybe is a university student, they just can't provide the same kind of input. Um, and that ability to relate to the people participating currently is just so crucial and provides them with so much more support, so much more guidance and yeah. like hope too, right? Yeah. To see a past participant be in the position that like Nick is now in, like that kind of shows like, okay, I, I can get out of where I am right now. I just got to put in a little bit of work and like, I think yeah everything else that Nick said added on to that little tidbit is essentially yeah his role as a peer mentor yeah and like I I've been told that that my perspective is invaluable and just uh being on the spectrum myself um and like I can I can see I can see that I can understand that um and that I'm 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 glad to be I'm glad to be of help um, and, uh, yeah, so that's basically, that's basically what I do. Um, and honestly, I hope, I hope I can continue to do it and I can hope, I hope I can, um, even work, work even further. Mm-hmm. I, I love, I love being involved with the center, whether it's EW or something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, being a peer mentor is definitely, it's definitely fulfilling, fulfilling in a lot of ways. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just like um, this reminded me of a time when I did. I used to do Taekwondo, and um, I did it when I was six years old, and I was very intimidated by all the instructors, especially like they were like in their university, so 20, mm-hmm. 20, and I found it very hard to continue the sport because of uh, because they were just like you see them as adults, and it was a little bit intimidating. Yeah. But, um I found um when I because I kind of quit <laughs> if I had been something I did quit initially but then when I did come back when I was a little bit older there were uh instructors and teachers who were m- around my age and I found it very um I, I looked up to them and I mm-hmm. uh, found it very easy to relate to them and I think they could relate to me as well and so um just just to give a little bit of um what what, what the heck am I talking about here right now um, and how can I relate to this? I think that what you're doing for your um, for your peers and whoever mm. you're involved with is very invaluable work because you're pri- providing as like a role model and you're similar to age in them, I think, because as mentioned yeah. before, by the workers, they're university students and you're around the university age as well. So yeah, so what you're doing is awesome. And yeah, and it'll be great yeah, if you continue the program. Yeah, that's that's the goal is to try to, be the best like I, I a lot of times I work on I work on myself just so that um not just not just for my own sake but like because I do really I do really want very much to be a positive influence mm-hmm. and you are um, definitely yeah and that's that's where I want to take my advocacy as like as like a person on the spectrum who just 
who who doesn't let that stop him. Mm-hmm. And I and I like and I like the idea of like what what can I accomplish and what can I what can I do despite my diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe that well, I want to prove it to myself that I can do anything that a neurotypical can do. Um, and and I want to prove to, to everyone else in my community that, that, that it's the same as possible for them. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, that's the goal. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, and how far do you think you are on a way to achieving that goal? Oh, this is going to be a life. <laughs> this is going to be a life, a life journey. Oh, yes. Don't worry. I'm, I have a I'm, whole I'm, lifetime I'm, completed. <laughs> yeah, I'm only... I'm only just started. Um, like I proved to myself that I can move out of my parents' place. I can be self-sufficient in that way. Um, I've proved to myself that I can do quite a few things that I never thought would have been possible like a year, two years ago. Um, so I'm already, I've already accomplished quite a bit, but I'm not, I'm no, nowhere near done, you know? Mm, I agree. You're already ahead of me. I haven't moved out of my parents' place, so uh kudos to you for that you're doing a wonderful job <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's thank awesome. you um have you worked with um anyone specifically in the um, program and impart them any valuable advice they could use any of any of the students who are currently the taking the program mm-hmm. um i haven't reached out to any of them individually mm-hmm. um i'm actually I'm quite hard on myself for the fact that um, I'm not doing as much. Um, I'm not going to. I'm not going to call it networking, but like, <laughs> I'm not talk. I'm not like. It's my. It's my job to like be a friendly face and like help these people feel help um, these people feel welcomed mm-hmm. and like they're in a safe environment and stuff like that, and they're in a educational and supportive environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and like all these, all the, all the people, all the people that I see coming into this program, they're all, they're all pretty cool. They're all like very interesting people. And, and I love hearing what their interests are and what brought them here. And, um, but I haven't, I haven't made any, like any connections any like um, strong connections with any of them in particular. Um, it's basically there was a guy. There was a guy in my in in my first cohort or the first when I when I first became peer mentor, peer mentor mm-hmm. who uh, um, I didn't realize it at the time, but him and I had a lot of similar interests, um, and uh, we got along pretty well, honestly. Um, I. If I if I if I could go back, I'd I'd try to like connect with them more. Um, because in my position, we are I am allowed to do that. I am allowed to um, connect with this, this these people even after they're gone. Mm-hmm. And after they're done. Um, but yeah, I haven't managed to do that yet. I think I answered your question adequately. Like you wanted you wanted to know um, how I how I reach out and like how I help these people on an, on an individual level. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. Uh, I think, uh, you, you mentioned that 
that um, although you haven't really reached out and like connect, um, talk to people, you still have uh, interacted with them, especially mm-hmm. when the person has the same interests as you. And I think that's a very good first step. Um, as you mentioned before, it's a lifelong process for your goal and being this is just part of it and it's slowly getting totally. better. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, awesome. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's you're doing great work in there. Um, I know we haven't talked much about like your actual transition period, um, especially, um, but I, I really do like to focus on the program and how it has changed you as a person. Um, sure. what is, uh, especially, I know you haven't actually like, um, you're still in the process of getting a job, but is there anything significant during that process that, uh, you found to be important to you? while doing it, especially as coming into a young adult and becoming more independent. Sure. Um, I think realizing that I, I have the capability, like I, I have to take, I have to take it into my own hands. Mm-hmm. Like I really have to um, be, I guess, accountable. Um, like if I want to get a job, I need to, I need to put myself out there and I need to, give resumes out and I need to open, open my eyes to new, to diff, new and different opportunities. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, so I've definitely come to that realization and the realization that um, it's up to me. I can, I can, I can make it happen mm-hmm. or I have, I have the, like, I have the capability. Mm. Yeah. Um, that's great. Yeah. And like I said, I learned, I, I, I gained a lot of confidence and a lot of, belief in myself by going through the program so yeah yeah that's awesome do you find like in any way that your um the asd asd would get in the way of that or you're able to say nope i'm taking my life in my own hands and i'm gonna do it mm, i i think it's inevitable i think it's definitely the case that um having autism it affects it affects my life in ways that i still don't even fully understand like fully am aware of really Mm -hmm. um but just the thing is i don't know life any different i don't i don't know life i don't know life with the the neurotypical brain you know Mm -hmm. so i just have my own experiences um and i can learn from others experiences but as far as um as far as um having asd and how that affects me um it affects me in every way but sometimes sometimes i can't i can't recognize it because it's just the way it's just the way it is it's just my experience can you elaborate on a little bit about that last part about how it's just your experience yeah well like i said it's 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 how i've it's how i've it's how it's it's my lens for seeing the world Mm. and it's always been that way i don't I can't, I don't have anything to compare it to from my own perspective, at least. Mm-hmm. So if my, if my autism is affecting me, um, I guess so be it because that's kind of, that's, that's just my, that's just my reality. Um, um, and sometimes like, it's not, it's not worth, it's not worth it to me to feel to like compare it to the neurotypical perspective because 
um, well, I, I, I don't compare, but I, um, I gain, I gain a lot of, I gain a lot of good, I gain a lot of, uh, knowledge from the neurotypical perspective, but, um, as far as, as far as the challenges that come with, um, my autistic perspective, it's, 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 I'm having, I'm having trouble. Oh, no, that's okay. A little bit of trouble. Um, cause, cause like I said, it's, it's, it's the way it is for me. And it's, it's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna live. I'm, I, I, I'm gonna live the rest of my life. And the life I have lived has been from the autistic point of view, and it's never been any different. Mm. So that's just, that's just my lens through which I see, I see the world. Um, and I've, I've learned to value the perspective of others because it's nothing but it's nothing but knowledge. It's nothing but use. Uh, not, it can like it can help you. It can help me. Um, but yeah, yeah. I hope that answered your. I hope that answered your question. Oh yes, definitely it did. Actually, I have something to add. I think sure. um, although as like as the civilization, we actually come from a lot, and we've actually done a lot of things. But I think there's a lot of uh, work that still needs to but still needs to be done in terms of um, how uh, we appreciate different perspectives and the diversity mm-hmm. of it. And as our and then our student group actually is working towards um, actually making neurodiversity like the norm, the typical. So like neurotypicals, we want to technically essentially eradicate that term because that doesn't yep. really make sense. Because like yeah, yeah. And so when you mentioned how you were very different from uh, how like you can't compare or like it's hard to compare uh, between how you view it versus neurotypical. Um, I think our world definitely needs to work towards redefining the definition of, of how to view sure. things and we should accept a sure. lot of uh, diversity. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like, yeah. And that's, that's, um, that's important. And I think um, even maybe it was a mistake to even use the term neurotypical like maybe i don't understand what that term even means right like what i really what i really mean is i is i value the perspective of everybody no matter Mm -hmm. no matter whether they're quote-unquote normal or quote-unquote you know definitely um so um having my own having my own view as an autistic person um i i I like I like to provide I like to provide value with my perspective, and I also get value from other everyone else's perspective as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Um, okay, yeah. So I think um, that's pretty much it that we can talk about in terms of transitions. We're going to actually move shift gears a bit into just focusing on relationships, if that's okay with you. Um, yeah, awesome. Uh, so in terms of, you talked a lot about like professional relationship, especially in a work environment, but how does transitions help you a lot in your personal life, such as like making a, a, adult friendships or even dating, if, if you don't mind me asking? Well, um, you're going to have to ask a different, a different <laughs> person on the spectrum for like uh, successful like I, I know they're out there. There are there are autistic people around the world who have a great social life, and they're totally. I'm sure your social life is great too. 
it's it, it's getting there mm-hmm. um but like um for me um it's been a challenge um it's um as i can't really say as far as transitions like my my high school experience was absolutely miserable um oh no and my junior high i mean it was okay i had i had friends in junior high um but as far as high school moving forward to where i like um it's been it's been tough i've been i've been finding it tough to to enter to to enter like someone else's social circle like if like i've got i've got a buddy like my i've i've really only got one friend um and he's been my friend since first grade um so he's as a so for that like for that reason alone like he's a great guy i get along with him really well but just just knowing him that long it's it's been he's really he his his friendship is really important to me um, but trying to get to know his friends, like he's got, he, he spends a lot of time online talking to his friends and stuff. Um, and we don't, and because of that, we don't talk very much because I'm not part of his friends, friend, friend circle. Mm. Um, and as I don't know where, um, to draw the line between what, what is, uh, what is my autism and what is simply my social anxiety? Because mm. I have, because I have both, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if I'm struggling to join that group because, um, because of my autism and how that affects me. Um, like, I don't know. I'm always concerned about being accepted or rejected. Um, I don't know. Like I've got, I've got my this this buddy of mine. I, I can pretty much guarantee that I'm gonna have he's I'm gonna have him as my friend no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, he's known me before my diagnosis. He's known me after my diagnosis, and before and after, it's exactly the same. We're the same. We're the same level of friends. And nothing, nothing, nothing changed when he, when I told him I was on the spectrum. Um, but I still get concerned about what other people might think. Um, I know nothing really about his friends and what they're like. And to like insert myself into a situation where I have to, I don't know, decide whether I want to mask my autism, which is not easy for me it's you'll hear it you'll hear it from every almost probably every autistic person is that um masking is kind of tiring tiring yeah yes yeah tiring to say the least um so like i i feel better being myself Mm -hmm. i don't know if being myself will be accepted or be understood um and that's that's like that's like a confidence issue as well. Um, I sort of lack the confidence in myself that whether or not people like me or not, I'm still like I'm still gonna find I'll find I'll 
I'll find I'll find my circle, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not and it's not like everyone not it's not like I'm gonna be liked by everybody. Um, so that's been my experience lately. Mm. It's been like it's been kind of tough. I'm definitely chronic like chronically lonely. Oh, yeah. And um, that it's been it's been it's been a it's been a process getting to this point. Like, like I've, like, it's been, it's on a, in a, in a, in a way it's been, it's been an effort to become this, I guess, isolated. Not because I, because back, I also struggled with um, depression for the longest time. Um, and during that point in my life, I sort of put myself in a place where I couldn't, I couldn't be hurt by other people. So I made, I, I purposely made myself isolated. Um, and I did that as like a self to, to protect myself, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, but now that I'm kind of not kind of, I'm almost, I'm like, I can't, I, I can't even recognize the person I was like four or five years ago. Um, even, even as, as early as two, like depressed me and who I am now, which is still, Sometimes, sometimes I get like, I'm still, um, I like not, not uh, like, I'm not seeing things through like rose tinted glasses or like, not everything is like super, like, I'm still, I can still, I can, I can still feel depressed sometimes. Mm. Um, but like, I'm so, I'm so much, I'm in such a, such better of a place. Um, but not to get too far off track. Um, what I like, the depression is relevant because I isolated myself during that time. And now that I'm better in a lot of ways, I, I'm starting to think about social relationships differently mm. and starting to val- and starting to value them more. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So, but that also makes me that, that that's where the loneliness comes in. Mm. Like I've, I, I've, I've done a good job of making myself unknown to the world um so now now I'm working on putting myself out there more and trying to make those types of relationships mm-hmm. make those make like join those circles make those relationships um so to wrap it up in a nice little bow I guess <laughs> um, to like to answer your question um it's been a comp it's been really complicated and it's like we could, I, I could go on forever. Like it's so I've, I've, I've felt completely different about it in different points of my life. Mm. But right now, right now it's, it's, I, I value connection, social connection. Um, I just don't know how to get it. Um, I'm not good at cultivating it. Um, like I'm not good at, uh, like this, like this, the social aspect, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not adept socially. So I don't, so I struggle a little, I, I, I struggle with trying to make those connections, which is a problem because all I want is to make connections with people. Mm, I don't think it's a problem. I think it's, it's a process, definitely a process, but it's, you're make you're definitely uh, advancing for sure. I think you've done a good job with, um, yeah, slow, slowly, but surely. Definitely. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Have you uh, yeah. opened up 
have you established any new friends? Did you find any new friends or meet new people and develop any good relationships? Um, um, yeah. Oh, great. That's sort wonderful. Of, sort of, like, sort of, like, like I said, um, the people who can't like the, the cohorts and the, and the students who come into the, into the center, I haven't really managed to make any connections with them. Mm -hmm. Um, but as far as the people at the center, um, um, I've grown to like them very much. Um, like the people here, they're just so, I don't know. They're so, they were, I, I don't want to like nice is too simple of a word. They're just, um, they were so supportive from the sec from the second I walked in for the first time. And, um, I just really agree. Like I've told, I've told them as much, like this was like the greatest, like talk, like talk about transition, the transition from mis miserable me to, to like me with a purpose and me happy to get up in the morning mm -hmm. is like when I decided to come to the center for the first time and take part of, take part in EW. Mm. Like that was, that was it for me. That was, that was the transition. Um, so yeah, the, um, it's, it's a little complicated right now because, um, I don't, um, I get, I, I get to talk to like Kelly and Jordan when I'm here. Um, and that's, I, I appreciate that very much. And that's, that's a connection that I've, that I've gotten. Mm -hmm. um, feel very isolated. Um, and yeah, I don't like, like a lot of, a lot of, a lot of days it's um, tough to get me to leave the center. <laughs> um, because uh, I just go back to my apartment and things are just like quiet. Yeah, quiet. Definitely quiet. It's it's a part like it get it gets bad in there, but yeah, um, that's where I'm at now. Um, so I have I have people to talk to um, when I'm here, but when I'm not here, it's like it's 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 different. Mm. Unfortunately, I see that. Thank you so much for sharing. That must have been quite um, quite difficult for you especially the whole um to be vulnerable and doing that so um but yeah. yeah but i think you've grown into a fine young man and you've learned a lot especially um i can relate to because i also struggle a lot with like friends and loneliness especially in high school and junior high so um i want to commend you for um being where you are right now you're doing a lot and you're doing great work thank you very much thank you yeah yeah, for sure. I just do want to bring up like a final point. You mentioned that before we started recording that you can bring anything extravagant or like super duper life changing mm -hmm. to the podcast. I think you did a bang on job of doing that today. So you have nothing to worry about. It was great. Thank you. Yeah. 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 No, it takes a lot, to, especially to open up. And I'm probably a stranger that you would only see once, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I really, I really appreciate, um, you having this conversation with me. 
And yeah, oh, I appreciate the opportunity. It was it was really awesome when Kelly told me about you. I'm like, that sound that that sounds amazing, um, but also really nerve wracking. Um, you're you're gonna go you're gonna go far. You're, if you like, however far you take this, like it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. Like this this is gonna this is gonna be such a great resource. I think um, for anybody who who wants to know more about the autistic experience um, or anybody who is like newly diagnosed who wants to know if their experience is anything similar to what any what someone else has been experiencing because that's really that's really valuable yes I, I agree. think just you just you giving you giving uh, autistic people a platform to like um, talk about their experiences and it, it does a lot for like visibility which I think is really important um, I think um, a lot of my community might like might feel like they should. I don't. I I think there's a lot of shame. Mm. Like, I think, or not maybe not shame, but there's a lot of negative negative um, perceptions. Sure. Like, and yeah. like, like there are some like like I said, I I want. I want like I want autism to be understood, so that we can all get along better and have better understanding. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's going to happen through it's going to happen through discussions like these. Mm-hmm, definitely, we need and to. It's gonna ha- yeah, create conversation. Yeah, yeah. and um, I can. I'm I'm very happy to give my perspective, um, but my perspective is only my perspective. Um, like I have, I have, um, like I'm some, like I've, I've felt at times, like I may have even been misdiagnosed, you know? Oh yeah. I've, I've been diagnosed twice. I'm, I'm like, um, back, back during my first diagnosis, it was before I was, uh, before I was an adult and, um, I was just so confused about it. I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know what it meant for me. I was just, I was, I was kind of shocked in a way, not, not shocked. Like I recognized, I recognized what I struggled with and like it answered a lot of questions getting the diagnosis. Mm -hmm. Um, But even so, like there was a lot of, a lot of things that I thought I knew about autism that I didn't, that I didn't necessarily didn't necessarily translate to my experience so all i'm all i'm saying is like uh, my perspective um it's 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 just that it's it's my perspective and um i think the more people on the spectrum vote like being vocal um talking on taking opportunities like these like this um i think the more the merrier um because like it's it's often said you meet you meet an autistic person and you've met one autistic person as in you can't you can't draw with you can't paint with a broad brush or however the saying goes Mm. so yeah definitely I, i think um what you share is very important and should be heard even if you're just one voice uh, yeah, you provide a lot of insight, especially as a person on the spectrum. So it's definitely good. Definitely good. 
Yeah. Julian, I just wanted to chime in quick um, mm -hmm. and say, like, you know, oftentimes we see our group, they're always being asked, but like, what is it like being, you know, on the spectrum and can you disclose and like share your experience? So today I really appreciated when you kind of reciprocated that with Nick um, and shared like your own, your own mm -hmm. struggle or your own yeah. uncomfortabilities. Um, I don't think it happens enough when people on the spectrum are being asked to like step into the public eye. Mm. So I just like really wanted to point that out and commend you for it. I feel like oh. it came really naturally. So I don't even know if, you know, you noticed that you did it so fluidly. Um, but it, you know, I know when I'm in a position like Nick's and somebody I, I'm nervous or whatever, and somebody says something that kind of like, reassures me or makes me feel like I'm not alone in it I feel a lot better so I can't speak for Nick but I, I do imagine it was appreciated for sure oh. so like oh definitely you yeah oh oh yeah. oh oh my gosh I'm blushing I'm I feel so honored <laughs> yeah um I think what a lot of like what especially what you've been gone through I can relate a lot because I do have I had a lot of um a lot of friendship and interpersonal problems growing up I wouldn't say I shouldn't call them problems, but um, just things that I need to work through. And I understand that life is a growing process. Like life is a full on learning and you're continuously growing. And whether you're like, you consider it neurotypical, I don't even know if I'm neurotypical or however, mm -hmm. I just don't like using that term at all um, versus um, me versus like someone else on the spectrum. I think we're very similar and we shouldn't mm -hmm. discriminate upon that. And you and everybody's just functions very similarly so um so I guess that's part of the reason why I joined the student group because wow they advocate is um um not only do we partner with the center but we also like try to initiate conversations and getting just the campus community involved and um if it's something I would like to share actually I was tabling for selling tickets for symposium in our past mm -hmm. few years and a employee of the university, I think one of the cleaning staff actually came up to me and tried to like talk, ask me about like how vaccines cause autism. And that's like the very, oh. like your, that's your very controversial and well-known topic about, yeah. uh, about like autism. And I was yeah. quite shocked about how archaic some of the people's thinkings are. I'm not saying that she was, uh, she was sure. very archaic, but like those yeah. thoughts still circulate and um, yeah. I just want to improve that. So I've heard, I've, I've had um, obviously the vaccines and autism correlation debate is very prevalent on the internet and stuff, but I've heard it um, from even very early, early, early in my diagnosis, I was part of a, a social group for uh, autistic teenagers. Mm. And um, I had one guy come up to me Well, we were just talking and like, I don't know how this topic came up, but he had brought up the fact that his dad was had the belief that like he had he had gotten like his son had gotten autism based because of the vaccines that because of vaccines. Yeah. Mm. and like that's really that's really unfortunate because like this 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 guy, he believed it, too, because his dad told him. Mm. and like that I really hate that because that's just really uh it's really 
it's it's a destructive it's 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 i agree it is very destructive yeah and it's it's unfortunate and it's like let's have a conversation about like let's not let's not try to scapegoat any sort of um let's not try to necessarily find the reason for your your son's autism let's try to let's try to support him and try to give him uh the best set him up for the best life possible you know mm, yes definitely i agree and it's it's quite funny because they've disapproved all his studies they've actually mm-hmm. found out the doctor involved can't remember his name but he's been stripped of his title and his studies were yes. all like um removed because they actually actually manufactured the results but people are still continuously believing this because uh because yeah i i don't know how to explain it. i'm still quite shocked about mm-hmm. what happened there and i'm still i still continuously think about that and i'm like why why mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. yeah but a good thing fortunately for this this day of age it's um information although it's like there's so much going on there's a lot of misinformation disinformation it's an opportunity to really just break through that and um yeah, yeah rectify that yeah mm-hmm. but yeah oh sorry that was totally off topic um but uh, yeah <laughs> but i think that is all the time that we have for for this podcast um just uh, thank you guys all so much for joining me today and talking about this and thank you nicholas for um sharing your experiences and just um once again mm-hmm. bring lots of insight and i loved uh, how thank much you. um how much you brought to the topic um mm-hmm. just to end things off are there any last items that you guys would like to mention okay I'm, I'm no um this has been this has been great though like i said i i had a great time um this is a yeah, I, I I appreciated I appreciated the opportunity to talk to you very much. Um, this is it wasn't it, it's cool it's cool to be able to say that I've been on a podcast now. <laughs> yes, you can definitely write that on your resume yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. So I just appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed I thoroughly enjoyed talking to you today. And um, hopefully, maybe in the future, we'll be able to see each other. Maybe it would be online or face-to-face. Yeah, that was um, incredibly interesting. I really enjoyed your time and insight. Um, And yeah, I think that probably concludes the end of our podcast. Mm -hmm.